Welcome, my friends and my listeners, to Always Bev, The Ripple Effect. I am your host, Barb Jordan. In our last episode, I interviewed Patricia Summerlin, and we are going to continue episode two of her recording later on in season seven, because today's episode is urgent to me. Nothing makes me more angry than when I get the news, read the news, you guys send me the news, whatever it is, I see it on the news, of a man killing a woman for a senseless reason. Nothing. They simply take their life because they spend their lives manipulating, lying, conning, and they actually think, they go off into their, into their dark rooms wherever they go and they make these master plans and they actually think they're going to get away with it. Poisoning is a rare method of murder. It actually accounts for 0.5% of murder cases. Angela Craig was a mom of six beautiful children, five girls and a boy, ages eight years to 20 years old. And like a lot of marriages, they had their ups and downs, but stories shared revealed that she wanted out of her marriage, only to have her husband James convince her to stay. They were married over 20 years, and James had a practice. He was a dentist named Summerbrook Dental. This was a review I found online. He did 10 crowns on me, and who knows how many didn't even need to be done. Not one was sealed, and every one had to be redone. And when he tried to talk me into another crown, I went to another dentist who said that tooth didn't even need a filling. He cost me thousands. Now I understand with six kids, you're going to stay committed to trying to make your marriage work. And Angela did just that. But James Craig had infidelities. Some say he was running his dentistry practice into the ground. Some say he had a gambling problem. And once he had tried to poison her, claiming he wanted to take his own life and he didn't want her to stop him. You know what I think about intuition? Women's intuition is always right. Our first thought is the right thought. And when we think we should leave, we should leave. When we think we should end it, we should end it. When we think we should keep people out of our lives, keep them out of that inner circle. But that's easier said than done. Because when you live with somebody who is a master manipulator, somebody that lies, that cons, maybe they're charming, maybe they're too good to be true, it's not always easy to get out. And I believe that's what happened to Angela. Coming up in this episode, you are going to hear the text messages that were exchanged between Angela and James in the days leading up to her death. Recently, James Craig created a new Gmail account. He ordered multiple poisons online using this personal account, email account, and even researched online how much poison to use to kill a human. And 
is arsenic detectable in an autopsy? On February 27th, 2023, James Craig made an Amazon order for arsenic metal, among other poisons. On March 4th, arsenic was delivered at the Craig residence. Angela was away on a trip visiting her sister. At that time, she was completely healthy. On March 6, 2023, Angela had returned home. The following are some of the texts that were exchanged between Angela and Craig. Thank you so much for making my drink this morning. I just love you. I hope you have a great day, and I am so glad you're back in town. You're welcome, baby. I love you, too. I think my body is not getting the caffeine this morning. My stomach feels fine, but my head feels funny and dizzy. Very strange. It's been a week since no caffeine for you. Maybe your body is saying, no, thank you. I did a full scoop of B vitamins. Is that how much you normally take? Oh, no. I do a small scoop of the B vitamins. It feels really weird. Oops. Sorry, baby. That's okay. It'll wear off. I'm dizzy and my eyes don't want to focus, but I can get the stuff done that I need to do this morning. Maybe you should lie down. I'm laying on my face on the mat in my room. You have a bed, you know. It seems excessive for a little extra supplement. Pearl is flying in to see me this morning. I totally forgot. I think she is flying out today, too, though. I don't feel right in my head. Do I need to come home? No, this is weird. I'm dizzy, and my head and eyes are working slowly, and my body is responding slowly. This sounds really wrong. I'm going to come home. I don't like this. You can't. You need to work. I'll throw on some clothes and, and sit with the girls and see if it goes away. I can cancel patients for the morning or move some to Dr. P if needed. So if you change your mind, do you have a blood pressure cuff? You should try that and see if the blood pressure is low or something. Do you get lightheaded when you stand up? It feels more like when I take heavy meds and everything adjusts more slowly, like I'm moving in thick gel. My eyes are struggling to focus. Have you eaten? I had my protein shake and magnesium makes me feel weird. Are you nauseous? No. Given our history, I know that must be triggering. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. I am super worried though. You looked pale before you left. On March 6, Angela was admitted into Parker Adventist Hospital after complaining that her head felt funny. She was dizzy and her eyes were not focusing. She said her body was responding slowly. These symptoms are consistent with arsenic poisoning. She was seen at the hospital and doctors were perplexed by her condition. She was treated and released later that night. Also on that date, James ordered oleandrin, 
which is a cardiac glycoside found in the poisonous plant oleander. FedEx intercepted that shipment, and it was never delivered. James ordered on March 8th potassium cyanide with a request to have it overnighted. However, there were delays in this shipment, and it did not arrive until March 13th. Craig told the employee that usually handles the shipment, when this particular order comes in, do not open it. But a different employee got the package. She opened it, she saw what was in it, resealed it, because she saw that it contained potassium cyanide. Between March 9th and March 14th, Angela was admitted into Parker Adventist Hospital. During this time, James flew in his mistress from out of state. When his mistress left after two days, he and his wife exchanged text messages. Get some rest, finally. I love having you here. I just don't want to wear you out trying to take care of me and everything at home and also be here with me. I'm fine. It's been really busy and crazy, but that's always the case when you're not around. I want to be up here with you 24-7. Thank you for coming back. I miss you so much. And it's nice to have some time. I love you. I want to be close to you. I love you, baby. Thank you for handling so much. Maybe someone will figure me out tonight. On March 14th, Angela was released from the hospital. On March 15th, while home, Angela told Craig that she was having trouble staying upright. Angela was taken to the hospital, suffered a seizure, and was put on life support. She was pronounced brain dead on March 18th, this being 12 days after James Craig was accused of poisoning her. On March 15th, the affidavit states that James Craig's dental partner visited the hospital where Angela was being treated. James Craig told him Angela was gravely ill. The partner told the nurse that Craig had recently ordered potassium cyanide for the dental practice and added that there was no medical reason or purpose to order that substance. He also said he was suspicious that Angela had been poisoned. The nurse called the police and an investigation was underway. Craig knew his business partner for over 20 years. They went to dental school together. James Craig sent this to his partner via text. Good morning, Ryan. Thank you for taking my patient load today. I want to make an urgent plea to you. If you were, if we were ever friends, please do this favor for me. Please don't talk to anyone about what we talked about last night, including the law enforcement officers. You are under no obligation to answer their questions unless you are served a subpoena and you will do more damage than good to my family by continuing to insert yourself in this. Angela is gone and I am devastated. There is nothing that you that can bring her back. I want separately to tell you all of the details so that you can better understand what was gone on behind the scenes with her. There is so, so much that you don't know that I wished you did. If you knew everything, this would make so much sense to you, but there is no use telling you right now. 
Fortunately, Angela's kids were able to go to the hospital where they were able to say goodbye to their mom. Angela passed away on March 19, 2023. According to witnesses, Craig would not allow the hospital staff to conduct an autopsy, with family members urging him to allow the process, just in case it was a genetic, a genetic thing to see if they could prevent this from being passed down in their family. Craig denied it. If they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her when she was alive, then I don't want them poking her more when she is dead. This story, like so many others, is maddening and it's upsetting. And the ripple effect, specifically of trauma, will last for all of their lives. And it's unfortunate that one evil act can affect so many that are connected to this situation. If you have a story that you would like to share, or if you know somebody that would like to share their story, please email me at info at alwaysbev.com. If you are enjoying the Always Bev, the Ripple Effect podcast, please give me a rating. Leave me a review. I appreciate all of your support. And those of you overseas, I love the fact that you're following. I'd like to thank my guest today for providing a visual for the information gathered from affidavits and unconfirmed reports. I'm your host, Barb Jordan. Thanks for joining me in another episode of Always Bev, The Ripple Effect.